Kate Fennessy's trying to write a novel, and Helen Brown's going to help her. Welcome to our podcast, Novel Therapy, the first time writer's clinic. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Novel Therapy. I'm Kate Fennessy, aspiring author and social media marketer. And I'm Helen Brown, New York Times bestselling author. You are Helen Brown. I forget sometimes. <laughs> it can be really hard to remember who we are. It's such a complicated name. You know? Exactly. Um, so welcome everyone. We're very excited that our first episode has been uploaded. It's in the system. Um, so hopefully by now we'll be able to upload really quickly um, to all the various places that you listen to podcasts. Um, and welcome to those as well who are looking at us on video yeah. uh, because we're going to always record our video as well for those who prefer YouTube. Um, so we're going to start with our checkup. Yes. So our checkup is just like what we've been up to. So yes. what have you been up to, Helen, this well, last week? welcome to the Writers' Clinic. Thank you. Yes, yes. sorry, we didn't say welcome. Yes, yes. I you. hope you did your homework from yes. last week. Do you remember what it was apart from writing a thousand words a day? I feel like was my homework about um, inviting space to... I've, I've really had it in my head about getting in touch with the non-physical and sort of allowing for space to daydream and let that creative side grow that's what I feel like has been in my head was that my homework yes and have you been looking at trees or did trees not work (laughs) for you (laughs) I think you know what's been working for me this week has been my fireplace I've been lighting a few fires and um at home I've got a chimney I mean a fireplace and um I've been finding that quite a nice therapeutic Mm. type of activity where I've just usually I'm so busy all the time and I was a few times this week slowed down and just sat and stared at the fire for a bit. Perfect. That's exactly the sort of homework I was hoping you might be doing. Oh, I'm glad. That's really good. Well, my homework is still being, well, it's been about moving back into this study. It's my new study space, and I absolutely love it, but I've had to sort of cull a lot of things. And in the process of all of this, I've found files and files of letters from readers and some of them are from 30 years ago and look there's no way I could throw those out and it's just reminded me of the depth of connection you make through writing letters and we've lost that a bit with email and I don't mean to sound like an old dragon but Mm. there's just something very touching and reassuring about humanity because quite often you know you can get pushed aside three times in a day in a cafe Mm -hmm. or something and you Mm -hmm. think oh the world is crap and people (laughs) but reading these letters the world is full of really wonderful people and Mm. um, we need to have more faith in that I think and acknowledge the beauty that's in most of us of course there are a few nutters and I hear from them occasionally but (laughs) (laughs) I would say 98% of people are amazing I agree and Mm. I agree letters amazing oh there you go that just reminds me where's our jar I put it up here I've got the journey jar I'm just gonna grab it we've got just gonna have to donate a dollar we have a it's the equivalent of a swear jar. There are three there words go. that I absolutely hate, <laughs> hate, and I, I honestly don't use amazing very often, but most uh, it's an overused word at the moment, so I'm going to have to put a dollar in there. The other word is... Journey, which is the what the jar's named after. Yes. And the third word... Lovely. Lovely. Lovely, amazing journey. Now, on the first episode, I actually just listened back. I said journey four times. 
So I'm going to have to put $4 in the jar. And we're just trying to work out what to do. But we're yeah, going to have so exciting. much money in this jar <laughs> by the end of the month. I will give you your tally at the end of this when I hear it back, both of us. But I owe $4, you owe one. We thought we should donate it to the Struggling Writers Society, yeah. if there is such a thing. I think Struggling Women Writers Society. <laughs> well, if there's not, we'll create it. And you can be the president and I'll be the VP. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Actually, just on that note quickly, on the letter writing note, I just want to say two things. One, I, I keep so many letters. I have some beautiful, sad, important, funny, mm. lovely letters from my life that I'll never throw away, a lot from my mum, and some that are romantic. Um, and the other thing is that I started to read um, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley because my daughter's it's on her literature mm-hmm. list and I'm reading all her books this year. And the first um, few, it's letters so far. Mm. It's written in letters over the, over the um, span of a year. And I'm loving this format. I'm not sure if it's going to continue. Um, and, of course, it's old-fashioned language and beautiful. Mm. But I'm loving it. So yeah. there you go, letters. Yeah. That's an interesting. And you can say you're going to keep all your I, I, you know, emails in the cloud forever. No, but you, but don't. You, you don't go back through and them. And you're right, there's not the same... And some of the, I love the look of handwriting. And I remember when I was working on the newspaper and I'd get letters most days and I could tell immediately if someone was going to be abusive by Mm. the spikiness of the handwriting. (laughs) I've lost that skill now. No, me too. I hardly, well, I write lists, but that's sort of not as exciting. Is that healthy lists or neurotic lists? Probably a mix that gets Some me going. It's work-related. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. It helps me. That's um, all right. Well, there you go. That's interesting. So anyway, let's go to the clinic. So the, the main part of our um, podcast is this clinic where Helen's going to give me um, advice and ideas around this novel that I'm attempting. Mm. So mm. I feel that we should open our clinic. Yeah, good. And I've been thinking more and more, you are writing about healing you're helping to heal yourself through writing and with the hope that you may heal others definitely and last time we talked about the difference between that and and for example just keeping a diary and gushing all your feelings into it is a great way to heal yourself yes what you're doing is taking things a giant step further yeah and trying to craft it into a way that may ultimately help others yes could potentially be commercial and that's that's my background so some of my suggestions may be very crass and unacceptable to the greater Mm. poets in this world but I'm just trying to be realistic and and look at the end of the day the commercial element for me just translates to mean that it's accessible to more people so therefore I don't have an issue with that um Mm. I think that I'd prefer it to be I, I wouldn't if it was going to get published, I wouldn't want it sitting on the shelf collecting dust because it was so inaccessible. Mm. I'd want it to be accessible. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool with me. And part of doing this, Kate, means that you've got to completely undress yourself for your reader, though not <laughs> not not in, a, not in a sexual way necessary, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. too. But, yeah, it's you need to be mm. quite courageous to yeah. do this. And, uh it's not that you're going to have terrible consequences of any type, no. really. It's just that you're opening yeah. private parts of yourself to, yourself to share, to share, I guess, your pain. You know, I yeah. meet so many people every day, just in cafes or in the street. I love striking up conversations, yeah. just not boring ones, not predictable <laughs> ones. And even, not amazing ones no. or lovely ones. <laughs> even in the process of this, I've learned that the most 
ordinary looking life contains so much pain, oh, yeah. anguish, well, trauma. We all get it. Mm. And yet we're not really given ways to deal with that when no. it happens. And one of the ways we're not prepared for it is that people aren't open about it. Yeah, well, so. that's right. And I'm a quite, I am quite an open person, but you're right. It's a, it's a next level of openness because this is inviting someone into behind the scenes of who I am, especially even so far, cause I've, I'm at 5,000, so I'm still early days, but I've shared an initial, I think my first 3,000 with a friend. And as soon as I sent it to him, I was like, oh, this is full on. Like mm. he's going to see who I am, mm. even from that first few scenes. So I but get assure that. him it's fiction, you know. Of course, <laughs> but you can't help the fact that you wrote it and it came from your mind. And um, But you have to get over that. Oh, look, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it. It was yeah. just I noticed it, that's all. Yeah. I noticed that feeling of, wow, it, it is a bit like sending a nude selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Except An emotionally that. nude selfie. Emotionally nude selfie. That could yeah. be today's title. I think and, that's yeah, good. and a, a question I wanted to ask you was... What was the first creative moment in your life that you can remember? Well, look, it was uh, story writing. In grade one and prep even, I think as early as that, I remember writing so much volume that the mothers who used to come around correcting the work used to a bit like, oh, Kate's written a fair bit, take a seat. (laughs) Jenny like they used to almost not mock me but I was aware from their reaction that I was writing more than everyone else wow. um I think early on I won a little principal's prize for one of my stories about a rabbit I, I took Goodness. I've still got them all I've still got they're all Goodness. I, I wrote a lot of stories very young I wrote poems young I wrote a poem in year seven any of my old school friends at star will probably remember that became quite well known amongst the friends. I wrote a few. I wrote one called like Walking Down the Street, Keeping Up a Steady Beat. I was whistling. I thought oh, I was really cool. Beatnik stuff. Well, no, I don't know what it was. Sounds and I wrote some ridiculous pre-rap. One. Yeah, but yeah. it was a bit dorky, really. But oh. so poetry, all of that was happening in my wow. primary school. Well, you see, your story is so different from mine because all I ever wanted to be was a ballerina. <laughs> And I begged my mother to take me to ballet classes and she knew that I was the wrong build for ballet. So she taught me into going to creative dancing. And look, that was wonderful because I learned a great love of music and to move with the music. expression. as I got to be prepubescent, even there, I was given the vibe that I was a bit hefty to be prancing around in front of other people, but I was never doing it for other people. I was just dancing for myself. So mum very kindly directed me at singing lessons. And look, that introduced me to poetry. Yeah. English folk music, the way they will tell, or any British folk music, a a poignant story of loss and heartache and and with such Mm. beauty and with such economy. Yeah, well, that's so true. Music was a big part of my life growing up too. And I used to get quite, I was quite obsessive. Like I would get obsessed with, for example, my brothers, my two brothers were both very musical, like classically trained, you know, between them, they played just about every instrument in the orchestra. And so I had all this exposure at home and I remember, for example, Jesus Christ Superstar, the 70s musical, I wouldn't just listen to it, I would listen to it over and over and over again to the point where I knew every lyric, but I was very engaged in the story and I'd lie on the floor in the lounge room, awash, I must have annoyed everyone else so much, but just listening over and over Mm -hmm. and over again, Mm -hmm. 
but I got really into the characters. And to this day, I can still remember all the lyrics of these songs mm. because I was mm. obsessive with it. Yeah. So, so you're carrying poetry inside you, which I've is wonderful. Loved poetry. Yeah. yeah. And lyrics are great for that. You know, I love uh, Tom Waits. He's another, you yeah. know, current storyteller through mm. music and. Uh, you know, I think that's a really healthy thing. And your obsessive nature is also very mm. healthy for a writer, if well, you don't go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Kept in check, hopefully. But, yeah, you're right. Music, poetry, writing was always there from a young age. Yeah. I probably distanced myself from it from about my teenage years. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and mm. you're an aspiring writer, this could be an interesting exercise for you to do. Mm. Think about your first creative experience. Yeah what the reaction was from the people around you and mm. how it made you feel. I'd be interested. I don't think it will always come from writing. No. It might come from somewhere else. Mm. So um, I will be interested to hear back from you if, yeah. if you have a thought there. It's a nice question to reflect on because you don't often think about that sort of stuff. But it's an essential part of who you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and with where I'm at at the moment in terms of the structure, what I'm finding, um, I guess what I wanted to ask you today as well is just, I feel a bit like I'm a sculptor with my big slab of clay and I'm just at the moment getting handfuls of the stuff and slapping it down and trying to make shape. And, you know, you've recommended that I just get it down at the moment, get the words out, don't fuss too much about. Mm. But because of my background, I'm a great believer in structure because yeah. I started out as a journalist and journalistic training, yeah. they they honed us down to even six-word sentences. Really? And my mother was a journalist and I remember her telling me once the greatest sentence in the English language is Jesus wept, a two-word sentence, yeah. you know, and that is a very powerful sentence. Mm. Who is this great historic figure? Why is he weeping? Yeah, it's emotive. Heard, yeah, yeah, you could make a whole mini-series based on that sentence. Yeah. Which, and that was useful training, but then when I had to change, even to writing columns, mm. I had to change the idea of structure because in journalism mm. you put the hard, the core of the story at the top, like... Uh, Charles was crowned king today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Camilla was wearing a, a dazzling gown. <laughs> and then it would go down to how many From people. There, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you were writing about it in a uh, for a novel, for mm. example, you would go right back to that very first wedding of his or even yeah. earlier, you know, the fact that someone... And then crescendo to that. Yeah, well, that would becoming a king. probably yeah. be two-thirds the way through the book unless yeah. it's a scandal book. So I had to mm. learn that and... Um, then when it came to writing a book, I got exactly where you are now mm. of this feeling of just, my goodness, I've got lumps, I've got these characters, I've got yeah. things I want to say, but it's just a mess. Mm. And, oh, that's Jonah, if oh, you're listening. doing a cameo appearance. Yes. Oh, oh here hello. he is. <laughs> <laughs> hello. So one, actually one book I found helpful was uh, written by a choreographer, oh. Twyla Tharp, and she was saying, any form of creativity, you have to have a structure to build yeah. it around. Like yeah. if you're doing a sculpture, you need that mesh stuff. If you're choreographer yeah. doing, doing a ballet, you need to know when people yeah. are coming in and out. And it's the same with your book. Yeah. And one of the best things, I think, is to start opening it with a question mm-hmm. or with a form of chaos that yeah. you need to unravel yeah. as the book 
goes yeah. on. Well, I think, and I think I've sort of, I've done that. I've, I reckon I've got my question and it's helping. It's just still. So, so what is your question? Well, my question Kate? is for this character. So I'm currently calling her Morel, which is French for miracle. Um, the question is Morel very early on. So this is not a spoiler in case it ever gets published one day. Very early on, you see, she's not happy and she wants to be pregnant. It's very clear from scene one. She's not happy with her life. And she wants to be pregnant. Um, so I guess the initial quick question is, will she get what she wants? Mm. She's got this mm. very clear desire to get pregnant. And in, and I, she explains it in a sense, or the scene explains it pretty quickly. This is Why the way, does she want to get pregnant? Because, well, this is not a, it's a complex answer because it's probably, how do I explain it? She... It's probably not the right solution for her, but she thinks it is. She's convinced that getting pregnant is going to be fantastic for her marriage. It's going to help her escape the job she hates. It's going to give her a career line in the sand moment that she feels she can use. And also I think she's a bit lost, to be honest. Mm. I think these are very common reasons for people, to, women, to want to have babies. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Of repairing a relationship, unfortunately, um, is, a, is, is something I've seen too, where people really do the opposite of probably what's sensible or needed, which is throw a, another child, you know, throw another human into a mix of a relationship that's not working well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, that's initially I feel like that's the question I want the reader to get engaged with quickly. Is morale going to get... <laughs> is morale going to get... Jenna knocked the microphone off the table. It's the hazards of working the cat I know um yeah I guess that's my initial question and I want but then I sort of also want other things to come into the mix so I don't want it to be like that's definitely the initial question yeah um is that going to be what the reader ends up discovering no not necessarily I want Mm. it to go beyond that so Mm. But yeah, I feel like I've got it in that sense. But it's just weird. Every time I go to write, it's such a funny feeling. It's like you got to face this blank page. You got to yeah. throw paint on the canvas. You just got to do it. And then yeah. I tend to step back. Like last night, for example, I spontaneously wrote a sex scene. I wasn't quite planning to. I've got a rough structure there. And then on reflection this morning, I was like, no, that wasn't the right sex scene. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to put it in a pile of scraps. Did he keep his socks on? I don't know. See, these are the things you need to consider when you're writing a sex scene. Because okay. when have you ever had sex and it's been this most beautifully staged, perfect, mm. orgasmic, nothing embarrassing happened scenario? I think. In your imagination, yeah. probably. <laughs> but yeah. even then, I'll get quite fixated on the details. <laughs> yeah, no, and was, did, he, was he, did he have a zip or had he. Taking his trousers off or... Okay, I didn't mention his trousers. Look, she's going pink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid, yes, you might have to dig a little bit deeper into your sex scene. That's good, yeah. Look, it was good to just write one and I guess that's where I'm at is I'm just putting paint on the canvas and then you can... Did you say paint, not pain? Paint. Paint, yeah. Yeah. Um, Paint and a bit of pain. Yeah. And look, I sort of wrote it and then realised, no, that's not the right scene for now. That's not where they're at. Just keep it there for now. People have sex... In all sorts of different circumstances, I'm told. <laughs> I can hardly remember. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So you don't think it's worth don't, rewriting it don't, now? No, don't. Just leave it in there. Or should I make a note and say... Just leave it there for now. Yeah. You, you'll, you've got to work out whether it's keeping the socks on. Um, okay. 
But what I would love you to do, if you feel ready, is yes. to do some chapter outlines, you know, just saying what's yeah. going to happen in each chapter. And then we can see whether there's an arc in the story. Yeah. And then once we've sorted out that arc, then we can work out maybe subplots and where other characters change how they change and develop through the story yeah well I've done I've done a little bit of that I might revisit it and and send it over I find it very easy to write chapter outlines I think for some reason because it's kind of reassuring it gives you a sense of direction and look that's not set in concrete you can change it and you'll find these characters grow and take on their own personality say no I'm not going to do that yeah you know and then you you, well morale got a bit loose last night well she's allowed maybe (laughs) (laughs) she just took it in a new direction and look the other thing is we live in this very commercial world people have very short attention spans it's probably good if she's having sex pretty early on in all honesty all right okay I just thought maybe it should have been more one thing I've been thinking is I want to I want to pummel morale with some tough thing after tough thing I want to kind of make sure so I just wondered whether it should be a more off-key sex scene that yeah, doesn't go well. Yeah, yeah. Is this with her husband or yeah. someone else? Yeah. yeah. So she's trying to get pregnant out of it. Not specifically in this case. Oh, well, that's healthy. Yeah. Mm. So I think we'll those, see. I don't know much about it, but those, oh, <laughs> the type of sex people have <laughs> just to have microphone. babies and they have to have, oh, take their temperatures. Yes, it must be very inhibiting. Yeah, well, I'm looking, at, I'm looking into that because it's from my experience in that sort of time it's called i think this is quite american but they call it trying to conceive ttc if you google online ttc there will be forums there will probably be blogs dedicated to it and i'm i'm making my character (laughs) excuse my microphone it's got a mind of its own it's It's very sensitive yeah here we are it is it's flying off um so yeah, TTC, TTC trying right. to conceive. Yeah, I want her to be in that space where sex becomes not a chore, but it's a bit of a to-do list, and it takes oh, yeah. away that. Yeah, so that's definitely the context. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you think? Oh well, I don't know. You're mm. so much younger than me. Do you think people mm. are having less sex now than they used to? Apparently, they are. I heard it on a podcast a while ago on one of the Mama. I think it was Mama Mia out loud. That yeah, apparently Gen Ys or Millennials. Um, or maybe it was the next one down. Uh, yeah, they are having less sex, which a younger person than me was saying could be to do with the housing market's so hard to enter, therefore they're more likely to be at home Ooh, with mum and dad. We never thought about that. Well, oh, we, you just kind of leapt in. But I just mean that they're living at home for longer, yeah, so that yeah. could be a reason. Mum and dad are home, so it's not so sexy. Oh. Um, it's always the back seat of a car. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like young people—they're too short. They would want something more luxurious. <laughs> I, I mean, say, too yet yeah, too tall. They, they would want better experiences, higher expectations. They've got a nice restaurants. They want avocados and eggs Correct. for breakfast. I think it's different. I don't know, and I think porn is a factor. Porn. I don't know why yeah. I said it so surreptitiously, but I, yeah, I think that's I'm told changed that. I'm told that. expectations yeah. and um, standards. and Especially, I've been told by my daughters, mm. the expectation of young men because they watch all mm. this really explicit stuff yeah. and, and expect to replicate that. Yeah. 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 So that's a tricky one. But yeah, so sex. I'm, and look, again, I'm in early stages, but I've noticed in my writing in the last thousand words in particular, I'm going quite... I'm going into stuff that you don't commonly read about in books. I'm talking Good. about periods. I'm talking about weeing on a stick, pregnancy. I'm yes. talking about 
TTC. I'm talking, you know, trying to yeah. conceive. And, yeah. and I want good. my character to be obsessed with this stuff. I want her to be yeah. looking into the toilet bowl. Yeah. I mean, There'll I be thousands long, but I, of I want women. it to be like yeah, that. Yeah, if not millions of there. women who will relate with, to yeah. that. Yeah, and, you know, miscarriages because these are things oh, I've yes. had in real life. Yeah, and me too. Yeah. I mean, how many women have had miscarriages? <sighs> An awful lot. Yeah, and there are some strong memories. I'm sure you have them too of those moments, mm. and they're you know they're not spoken about. So I want to pack all that stuff. Well, this is good turf. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. So look, I, I guess for now, look, I will re. I have done that structural work, I think. But what I've ended up doing, I wrote it on a Word document, so I'll revisit it and we'll mm, look at it. But chapter outlines. Yeah, sort yeah. of. They're they're just little rough pointers. But at the moment, I've stuck them around my room yeah. on cards yeah. so that I can move them around and yeah. that seems to be working and then I'm adding the detail on a post-it note okay as long as that works for your it mind seems that to be would working. that would be hard for me but different no, minds like different thoughts I feel like yeah, I'm I sitting in arcs. a yeah oh good I feel like I'm sitting in a spaceship yes <laughs> <laughs> I sort of feel like I'm sitting in a laboratory of my novels oh wonderful so and that's the main thing that working. you've actually got a space. And look, I said yeah. on, I did say on Facebook today yes. that we would discuss whether a writer needs a room with a view yeah. or not. Because okay. I've got the study with a fabulous yeah, view. But yeah. the first thing I've done is put my desk yeah, facing the wall. That's interesting. Because that is distraction. Looking out at the yeah. magnolia tree coming into bloom, maybe I'd see a cat walking along the fence. This is not good material for yeah, me. That's I need true. to focus. In fact, I've done exactly the same. My view is not as pretty as that, but I've got a window and I'm exactly in the same position. Good. Facing a wall. Yeah. 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 Which is Because you've got to look at the garden inside your mind, oh, not the garden nice. out the window. <gasps> we could make that into a meme. <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. Now, speaking of memes, I reckon if you're happy with that clinic, do you feel that... I think you've come a long way. Oh, thank you. And I hope you feel you've got um, your money's worth out of today. And, uh, <laughs> yes, and the dollar that you owe as well. Oh, yes. I've got to pay the dollar, yes. Yeah. Yes, and we didn't even get a chance for me to rant about false eyelashes, but we can do that next time. We can. We're I gonna... think it's been very constructive. <laughs> so, oh, well, before we move on to our other little section, do you have a diagnosis for me? I think you've basically been saying to work on this plot outline the mm-hmm. char- sorry the mm. chapter outline is that your that's, diagnosis that's my record recommendation mm-hmm. my prescription yes and keep looking at the fire i would definitely oh, give your mind a rest you know let if you want to call it the muse or your subconscious mm. let that creative energy step forward into your space okay. don't go pushing and clawing and begging it to come to you yeah. because you won't get the right outcome that way it's a bit magic yeah, absolutely, process. of course. So I'm very heartened by your current condition. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I think you're and... making good progress. And I look forward to good. some cha- maybe just chapter headings even. So we can yeah, see okay. how this slightly um, <clears throat> <laughs> yes. troubled woman progresses She's in her a story. Bit her story? No, I, don't, I nearly used journey, but I oh, didn't. Oh, well done. I didn't. That's good. I hope I haven't said it this time. <laughs> no, I was I terrible last, last time. <laughs> Um, one other little section we're going to do is uh, because my background is social media oh, yes. marketing. So we're going to do a little thing called Planet Social just at the end after the diagnosis um, because obviously things change so quickly in the world of social and it's important for Helen as a writer and there, and there may be um, various listeners who have either businesses or they have an interest in their own personal profile, perhaps as a writer or an aspiring writer. Social media can certainly play a role in marketing and modern 
communication. So we're going to kind of do a little spotlight each week as well. So this week, I just wanted to call out to the fact that um, as we record, this is coming up. What's the date today? What's fourth or fifth? Is it the sixth? Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's the fifth. You've got a phone there. The seventh. seventh. Oh, my gosh. We're just both in la-la land. I love it. So that means tomorrow, which will probably be after the fact for those listening, but tomorrow, the 8th of August, is International Cat Day. So I know, for you, Jonah, that's enough time. I know, Jonah's just been counting the hours. <laughs> I can't wait. He's staring out the window he right now saying, the window. only one more sleep and it's International Cat Day. Exactly. So that could be a nice opportunity for Jonah to craft a beautiful post tomorrow. And I guess the reason why... Um, I was calling out to this is because years ago, I've been working in this space for actually years now, as in helping businesses with their social. We used to look at what what we one task we would do back when I was in advertising is we'd put together a calendar of all the social days of the year in case there were opportunities for our brands to, to create a post and be in the mix. Um, oh, look, dad's calling. I wonder if that interrupts our video. <laughs> Interesting. It's all happening today. Um, so... I'll just keep going. Um, I would say that social days back then, it was kind of a bit new and a bit risque and edgy to to do a post on a social day. Today, it's very normal. You see all sorts of brands doing it. There is a social day for everything under the sun. Um, So some examples are Awkward Moments Day on March 18. I mean, I find that quite funny. That's three days after my birthday. That's so appropriate. (laughs) I sometimes mess up handshakes. Oh, do you? The people would just think you're a mason, you know. Like I'm trying to do a trick. Yeah, yeah, like you belong to some weird awkward with handshakes. Not that that's supposed to be weird. (laughs) No, it is weird. (laughs) I've got a story about that actually, but I'll tell you. And anyway, then there's ones like lookalike day. That could be cool. Imagine if there were lookalikes amongst your community. That would be interesting. Apparently we've all got doppelgangers. And then there's, of course, Book Lovers Day. That's 9th of August. And there's Beard Day, September 3, which Helen, of course, will probably post so many photos of beards because she loves them. No, I don't. They're smelly. (laughs) And I don't like even the ones that are glossy. I think they're so narcissistic. And I, oh, they're not at all masculine. Oh. See, I really like that. <laughs> I appreciate a beard. I love did, did a facial hair. Did he have it in your sex scene? Did he have a yes, beard? Yes, there was prickly? reference to his beard. Was it there prickly? Was, yeah. Did it I, smell? I, basically, that's what started it because oh. he grew a beard oh, and she got a sake. bit oh. toey. Oh, I would say, get thee to the bathroom and shave that off. Oh, my God. I swear to God, one of my lovely friends, Connie, she sort of said in front of her boyfriend, to me, in, I was there too, she said, if you shave your beard off, basically – you could lose me. Like for her, wow. yeah, the, the beard That's a fetish. is holding them together. That's not healthy. <laughs> there you go, Connie. You've been diagnosed. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, I guess the shout out there is get involved in some of these social days. Yeah. You just have to Google. Yeah. Um, Sprout Social is a good source of these kinds of things. If you, But if you Google social days, Australia, 2019, You'll get or a great no, list. Or what about if you're in America or of course, the sorry. UK? Yep. Yeah. We'll go global. Um, there, there's lots of international ones. And it doesn't matter where you are, you can shout out to any yeah. of these days. But it's just a fun excuse sometimes yeah. to get involved and show a different side. It yeah. can prompt you to post something different that you might not have thought about. And I'll, all I would say is make sure you use the hashtag. So there'll be an official oh, kind yeah, of hashtag. I have trouble with hashtags. I never know where to put them. Do yeah. I put them on Facebook as you well? You can as, on Facebook. But I mainly on the it's other It's mainly one. for Instagram yeah, oh, and see. Twitter, which we don't really use. You and I don't really use. Um, no. But Twitter and Instagram is where hashtags really matter. Um, but, oh, I think, look, it's re- it has reset. 
So it's not recording now. Oh, oh that's a shame. Is it? But then there's no. Oh, this here. is. Sorry, we're yeah. just uh, experiencing some technical challenges. No, we've just realised our video is not recording. That's all right. I'll quickly run up and press record. <laughs> the last bit. Oh, so I'll, you know what I have to do is not block phone calls. Yeah, that's all right. That's all of the learning. So there we go. So that's okay. We just. My father called me and interrupted our video feed. That's right. We had Jonah knock over a mic and we're still here. Um, so there you go. That was my social call out was social days can be yeah. actually really great to get involved with. So right. we're expecting big things really from Jonah tomorrow for International Cat Day. All right. I'll, I'll get him to do some posing. Yes, please mm. do, Jonah. Yeah. Well, he knows already. Um, so there you go. I think that's it. And just as we wrap up today's episode um, – now that we're actually onlo- online and downloadable, please subscribe, um, leave us a review. We're really keen to hear your comments. So when we do our lives on Helen's page or on my Facebook page, definitely leave us a comment. Um, let us know if you want to share something that we've talked about or you have a question for us. Um, we really want you to be involved with us. So just a little reminder that Helen on um, Facebook is under Helen Brown International Author. And on Instagram, she's Helen Brown author. And I'm Kate Fennessy on Instagram. And my business is Paperboat Digital on both Instagram and Facebook. So definitely shout out and stay in touch that way. And we will see you next time. I think we may have an interview for the next episode. We're, we're just going to confirm that. But um, if not the next episode, certainly mm. soon. We've so got some fabulous guests coming up. We do. We've got a lot of interesting guests. We're really excited. Does and this mean we get a cupcake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it goes with my yeah. jumper. It positioning there too that sort of connects visually well to our spa episode but thanks again for tuning in and um we'll see you next time so yeah see you later sorry about the video thanks dad (laughs) 